Welcome to the podcast of Finchley Progressive Synagogue. My name is Rabbi Neil James and I'm the Rabbi of Finchley Progressive Synagogue. More information about the synagogue can be found on our website www.fps.org. About a week or so ago, Alex Mankovitz, who is the PR officer for Liberal Judaism, called me and asked me if I could provide a quote for the London Jewish News. I naturally asked what for, and she told me that they were running a story about the amendment to the Equalities Bill that Liberal Judaism has been supporting, and in fact was passed in the House of Lords just this week. I agreed to give the quote, and it came into the Jewish News last week, last Friday, with the words on the front page under the headline, Gay Weddings in Shul. Slightly misleading. However, I quote, The amendment doesn't force religious organisations or individuals to hold civil partnerships in their premises, but merely makes this possible. Religious communities that wish to offer religious significance to a civil partnership should be allowed to do so within the sanctuary of their own premises. This is a natural progression in a society that has already acknowledged the rights of same-sex couples. A couple of pieces of background to this story. First of all, the amendment is being put forward by Lord Ali, and if you're the sort of person who needs to put everyone into a convenient, though problematic, little box, he is a gay Muslim. Having said that, Baroness Neuberger has also been quoted and is supporting the amendment, and she, by the way, to refer you to those boxes again, is a woman, a liberal Jew, and a rabbi, and a president, the president of liberal Judaism. I must say, though, I quite enjoy the fact that my stance on this issue, and by my colleagues in the liberal movement, has been what has led to the Haredi world once again emphasising that what they think we do in progressive Judaism, according to their narrow definitions, is not an authentic expression of Judaism, as those rabbis who were quoted alongside me in the article suggest. It's a spurious argument, but at least we know where we stand. My personal favourite quote was by Rabbi, Rabbi Levi Sudak of Lubavitch of Edgware, who said, Liberal Judaism has rejected the principles of Torah Judaism as divine. I don't endorse what they do under the banner of Liberal Judaism. They've chosen to do something that Torah law forbids. Well, we can talk for hours about what he means by Torah law, and how this is simply the same argument in a different guise to the one I hear on the radio phone-in shows, with callers arguing, it's not natural, read Leviticus. However, where he is right is that we claim two things in our understanding of Judaism. First of all, the Torah is not the divinely revealed word of God. It was written by people, attempting to articulate a vision of their relationship to the world around them and to God. In particular, liberal Judaism argues that we must not expect you to leave your intellect and acceptance of modern science and knowledge at the door when you come into our synagogues. Secondly, Liberal Judaism recognises that in Judaism there has been a historical process. Between the times of Abraham and Sarah, Rebecca, Isaac, Leah, Jacob and Rachel, we do not have an unbroken chain of tradition, and neither do we attempt to read back common era practices into the Bible without good reason. Well, to do otherwise is simply an ahistorical worldview. And there is a problem for the ahistorical, or dare I say anti-historical position, it is a problem that shows itself in the tension between the unbroken chain and the evolving, changing nature of Judaism. On the one hand, there is the myth 
that my grandfather did X, so did his grandfather, and so on, all the way back to Moses. And if you suggest that is not the case, then you are really calling my grandfather a liar, and his grandfather a liar, and so on. Such is the accusation against proponents of change. On the other hand, no one would dispute that a seismic shift occurs at the fall of the Second Temple. The establishment of a new order of leadership under the rabbis, the development of a religion that does not centre solely upon the sacrificial cult. These changes and more take Judaism to a new place. It changes. Contrary to what we might think we are being told by certain rabbis in the Jewish news, there is history in Judaism and there is a challenge to the divine authorship of Torah. I suppose if you're listening to this I may be preaching to the converted. However, we are members of progressive Judaism and in my synagogue of liberal Judaism because we understand only too well that not only was the Torah not given to Moses at Sinai in a perfectly dictated Hebrew by God, but also Judaism has not stood still since our ancestors were first inspired to write down the great works of poetry and prose which have become the Hebrew Bible. Judaism as we know it even as the Haredim know it, the ultra-Orthodox, would be manifestly different to the Judaism of the Temple, Judaism of the Rabbis, or Judaism of the Medieval period. Of course I know that I must be careful in how much I suggest there have been changes. Change there has been, but change to the extent we have seen in modernity? Probably not. But that does not really matter. Change is part and parcel of Judaism, and liberal Judaism recognises that and celebrates it. Religion, though, is by its nature a conservative force with a lower C. It is often something that aims to impose authority, maintain tradition, and construct patterns in history to understand the shaping of the world around its co-religionists. So there is a tension in Judaism, a tension that is by no means novel, a tension that has been articulated by countless Jewish thinkers sensitive to the progression of time, a tension that requires us to hold two competing views of time in mind at one time, unbroken chain versus progression and development. Our world is changing. The morality of our time is different to that of our ancestors. We no longer maintain that the Bible is our sole source of guidance for good conduct. Our physical world has changed. Technology and science have given us advances beyond the wildest dreams of those who lived a mere 20 years ago. Our relationships have changed. Who? When? Where? The optimism of previous generations of liberal Jews that was so prevalent in the beginning of the 20th century and in the 19th century has not totally evaporated, but it certainly doesn't hold us strong in our hearts. Many of us now are deeply concerned with the human condition. We don't see progress happening as fast as they might have imagined in generations before, and we're concerned about the condition of humankind on this planet. The future does not necessarily look as bright and our faith in the individual is now tempered with a dose of scepticism. How does this affect our Judaism? The Judaism we practice in our synagogue, in our home, in our workplace. What does our Judaism look like against the backdrop of all of these tensions? Liberal Judaism must thrive on it. We should never dismiss the hopes for the individual autonomy that underpin our lives, a hope at the heart of what it means to be a liberal Jew. Every Jew can and does make a choice in their life, but this choice we now recognise is not a solitary choice. 
It is an autonomy understood in relation to God, to our community and to our world, the culture, the traditions, our spiritual yearnings. These all influence and moderate our individual autonomy and avoid today a complete moral relativism. Liberal Judaism must seek to embrace every new day as being presented with new opportunities to reflect on our Judaism whilst understanding that changing circumstances may change our practices and our attitudes. That is what we have done with the Brit Ahava, the ceremony for couples who have entered a same-sex civil partnership, and that is what informs our approach to the amendment to the Equalities Bill. Liberal Judaism, you see, is not fundamentalist. I am proud that here at Finchley Progressive Synagogue we encourage diversity and a constant re-evaluation of morality, encouraging inclusivity, offering a home for families of all different makeup, heterosexual and homosexual. Truth is, the boxes would be too long to list. Moreover, the Bible is not our arbiter of what is right, and neither are a set of writings produced by the rabbis in the first century of the Common Era, or indeed in the Jewish news in the 21st century. Of course we do not dismiss the depth of learning or wisdom found in those texts, but they do not dictate. We have nothing to fear from change, and everything to fear from trying to stay where we are. I am proud to have been quoted in an article that challenges our assumptions of life and Judaism, which prompts us to remember yet again that we are at once part of the flow of history, an unbroken chain, and at the same time disjointed from the past and changing. I am proud that I stand within my tradition, but recognise its limitations. I believe that we have a duty to represent an alternative voice to that which I hear so often on the radio talk shows and from Haredi rabbis. That as expressed by the Religious Action Centre, the American Reform Movement's lobbying group, we are also guided by the very basic belief that all human beings are created but selem Elohim in the divine image, regardless of context context, discrimination against any person arising from apathy, insensitivity, ignorance, fear or hatred is inconsistent with this fundamental belief. We oppose discrimination against all individuals, including gays, lesbians and bisexuals, for the stamp of the divine is present in each and every one of us. The challenge is for us to see that. Shabbat Shalom. In the next few weeks, with the likelihood of an election to be announced, I hope to perhaps give a few reflections on some of the issues from a Jewish perspective that might come up in the election, albeit remaining party political neutral. If you have any particular suggestions of things that you would like me to cover or explore in this podcast, then please do drop me an email, rabbi at fps org and I'd be glad to hear from you. I'd also be glad to hear from you if you have any other comments or suggestions about this podcast or would like to know more about the synagogue. You've been listening to the podcast from Finchley Progressive Synagogue. More information about the synagogue can be found on the synagogue website www.fps.org.